They don't use the word Christmas because it's not politically correct. You go to department stores and they'll say Happy New Year and they'll say other things and it'll be red. They'll have it painted, but they don't say, well, guess what? We're saying Merry Christmas again. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Oh, tis the season. Fuck. Um, <laughs> it's uh, It's been raining here in Chicago for the last three days straight, um, so I ha- I've tried not to leave the house. I haven't had much reason to. Stocked up on provisions. Uh, picked a hell of a time to stop drinking. Haven't drinking much this week. Um and uh, I, it always will kind of change my sleep schedule a little bit when I do, just because you know not having the mild set of alcohol, uh, your body is kind of like, oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up way more often now. So I, uh, I I I slept great last night, but I only slept for about five hours. So by four p.m. today, I was like, God, fuck, I'm tired. I gotta get some get some rest before the podcast so I can be my uh, normal excitable self and so i did that but then i woke up like literally like just before we started so i'm i'm like still exhausted yeah i'm i'm definitely a bit froggy uh and eyes are struggling to want to stay open still um it was great nap though it was like the whole solid two hours deep sleep but you know you do like a deep sleep two hours and you wake up and you're just it might as well be an old a new day at that point so i threw out some coffee yeah I threw on some coffee and I'm drinking it and realizing it's not doing shit for me. And I'm like, what kind of coffee did I get last time that was on sale? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a Peruvian light roast. And uh, light roast might as well just be water as far as, <laughs> as far as coffees go. I don't know. It's not it's not doing much for me here, but uh, it is pretty nasty weather. So I'm enjoying it being hot liquid all the same. Yeah. I know yeah, this is not just... an exciting podcast. But <laughs> no, it's fine. Out. Well, no, we were, we were just talking before we went on air about how we're like in the Northeast going to get. A significant amount, of, well, potentially a significant amount of snow tomorrow because there's like a nor'easter coming up the coast and it's yeah. riding that temperature line where like literally our local news is like, well, we could get a coating to an inch or we could get seven. Uh, we're not really sure. It's tomorrow. But, you know, <laughs> it really depends on this very specific fucking like line, you know, temperature and where it where it moves. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, well, it's supposed to stay rain for us tomorrow and I have a nice little seven mile bike ride down to union station to hop on the amtrak to head home for the holidays so that could be uh anywhere between um annoying to perilous depending on how much water (laughs) i have i have rain gear but it's not designed for like december temperature rain gear you know like if it's snow it's one thing you can just bundle up but all the rain gear i have is designed for like fall temps you know so i can fit this this rain jacket on goes like over a hoodie but it it won't fit over like a winter coat so um, i'm gonna be 
watching the skies or whatever by the time you well go no back. no it's a totally waterproof jacket like you'll you'll your hands get wetter because all the water just rolls off of it uh. on onto like your lower extremities so like your your feet and your legs and your hands will get all the water that's not soaking into your upper torso <laughs> right <laughs> so um yeah, so that'll be fun. I might be, you know, we're probably going to take the next couple of weeks off just because it's the holidays and we're going to be in transit and busy as hell and no one wants to listen to a podcast around the holidays anyway. Or maybe they do because they've been sitting around the table with their fucking racist uncle right? Uh, and they need a reprieve, but we're probably going to take a little bit of time off and check out the archives if you want to, if you want to do that. Yeah, check out the archives. Check out all the reviews of movies that you didn't hadn't seen at the time we did it that you probably have now. Right, for sure, for sure. Did you finish watching Andor, by the way? No, I'm on like episode. I mean, I'm in the prison already. Well, yeah, I'm in the part where you know he gets to the prison and Andy Circus is there. So I don't know, was it yeah. like seven or something? You're you're into the THX 1138 episodes, it's, right? Right, man, that's fucking bleak. Really fucking bleak. I just got to the scene where he gets like to the work floor for the first time, and he's explaining to him like what they do, and I'm just like what is the point of all this? And I'm like, that is literally the point that there is no point to this just fucking, or maybe they're, you know, I haven't gotten that far yet. Maybe they're, they're just like making fucking weapons for the empire or whatever, but it just seems like the, the, the most mon- like on purpose, mundane activity coupled with just complete spirit breaking fucking, you know, enforcement to the point of like, right. you know, yeah. Fucked up. Really? I mean, they have, you know, everything they show them doing, a robot could do, especially in this world. Right. A hundred percent. Where we've seen robots doing it. So it's it's like they're deliberately trying to make them more afraid that if they're not, the you know, if if they end up being the slowest team on the floor, that they get electrocuted. It's literally to Um, break any sort of uh, independent spirit whatsoever. It's like that it's designed, you know, it's the design of which is why they're sending people who are just, you know thought to be sympathetic to to you know to the the rebellion or whatever it's not even it's not at all about you know policing the galaxy or fucking cleaning up oh well he was just about breaking he he wasn't even a suspect of that he was just like you know no right little did they know who he was but but like he was just like yo don't like fucking (laughs) right i'm not with those guys like "Eh, you look a little look a little (laughs) little too much melanin in your skin i don't know you look like one of them Speaking of our intro song by the Clash, there it's it was hilarious to see just like people running from cops on the beach in Star Wars, and yeah. just like like not even a battle, just like cops chasing people to, okay. just to be dicks at at like a sort of wealthy resort too. Like what was <laughs> where they yeah were, wealthy resort planet because of course you know no, Star Wars can only be one climate per planet. That's a rule that we know. Right, it's the, it's the resort beach planet. Um, we saw poor people on the rich beach, so we had to chase them away and throw them <laughs> right. in jail. I love that I was because I watched with subtitles. There apparently those are shore troopers. <laughs> they call them shore troopers. Yeah, like well, well, they had to like get the film. they had to get the guys from Rogue One in there somewhere. You know, just yeah. Well, that. that was I think the Continuity. first time we saw them is was in Rogue One, like that sort of like beach like jungle camo fucking yeah. stormtroopers. So if you if you go to the beach, you got to blend in. You got to have right. camouflage. You know, like like the regular stormtroopers being dressed all white in the middle of a forest, <laughs> right? Or in the middle of the blackness of space. That you know, it's very good camouflage in, in the blackness. That's how, you, that's how you you know keep getting shot very easily for no some reason. <laughs> well, the, I mean, and to the, be the fair armor to that them. normally stops a fucking laser beam suddenly just doesn't work when you change color to white. Right. And all their ships are fucking like jet black, you know, aesthetics. All their fucking design aesthetics are like brutalist, you know, 
jet black fucking German expressionist, uh, you know, design. So they stand out even against their own fucking environment. So, you know, it makes no sense whatsoever, but whatever it is. It's, uh, it's just supposed to look cool, but, um, yeah. So Christmas, yeah, we're going to, we'll be back in the new year though. We're going to probably the next two weeks, we'll, we'll take off for the holidays. We'll come back in the new year with some, uh, new pods, some new reviews, I'm sure. Uh, we're probably we're gonna do a review of Andor once I finish watching it, which I'm sure I will have done by the time we, we we're back. So we'll do it at some point in that first. At least by the next time, weeks. there's a new Star Wars show from Disney Plus, right? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I think there is one actually coming. Oh yeah, Mandalorian's coming in March, so yeah, <laughs> for sure before that. So I, I wouldn't work. Hey, yeah. come on, this it, 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 like is I feel like to be fair to the Mandalorian. It mostly was a good show. I think a lot of people's memories of it are a little soured by Boba Fett, but I also like keep some perspective that that wasn't made by the people who made the Mandalorian that was made by, or the showrunner was Robert Rodriguez. So that like, I know, yeah, it's all one company, but you know, little subtle things like that, I think matter. Yeah. Like the way it's story told, you know, storytelling goes. So, I'm willing to give it a few episodes at least to before I'm like, oh fuck, this is off the you know jumping shark completely. Well, they have a new standard they got to live up to. They can't go back to making subpar stuff for fucking. Well, I mean, but my worry is that they made this before Andor came out. Like they've been, they were shoot. You know, this was pretty much probably wrapped by the time Andor premiered. So I don't know that they sort of. I imagine their future things will veer more in this direction, but I don't know that you know. Yeah, but they see they see the the dailies, you know. They're, they they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're I mean, there with the fucking quality of that show. I mean, when they when they hear that they're not going to use the volume at all, they got to look at themselves and go, "Hmm, should we not be so fucking lazy and actually build sets and shoot places? Yeah, maybe we should do that." Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, it's a testament to how they feel about the show that they. I don't know if you because I know you're, you're a cord cutter, but they on cable they premiered they showed the first three episodes of Andor on. Um, I think on like ABC, but like for sure on like their like cable, like, su- you know, their sub networks, like freeform and shit like that. But I'm pretty sure they showed yeah. the premiere on ABC, which is fucking incredible for a, a streaming show. I think that's the first like show like that that they've really done, which shows you how much they believe in it and how like, like, holy shit, you guys got to see this and then go pay to well, watch it on Disney Plus sort of thing. It's not as though there's a hot competition on ABC television for, uh, not but network cable loves their fucking lowest common denominator garbage television like it's very rare that they ever show actual good television on 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 you know the the premium networks the legacy networks well so yeah storm right yeah for sure um yeah so uh speaking of storms we should talk about this fucking elon musk story is so like this is him buying Twitter has been the gift that keeps on giving every week uh, for us because, I mean, he, you know, we've talked for years about what a fucking complete just fail son piece of shit moron, you know, worthless person he is and how he, you know, is is completely uh, undeserving of his wealth and, has, and you know, has made it through just building off of his family's fucking blood diamond fortune and et cetera, et cetera. And like there's this fucking myth that he's like this genius scientist fucking you know tony stark type figure and it's an image that he's cultivated and it couldn't obviously be any further from the truth and i think a lot of people are starting to see that now because you know 
when you're this fucking rich and this public, you can only sort of hide that for so long and, you know, put the veneer up over it for so long. So Elon, uh, <laughs> was introduced as a special surprise guest at the end of Dave Chappelle's, uh, standup show, uh, in, in San Francisco, uh, last week, he was, uh, doing an arena standup show and he brought out his very good friend, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, uh, apparently thinking that he's run off anyone with any semblance of class consciousness in his audience whatsoever with his awful fucking transphobia and every other bad, you know, sort of right, uh, adjacent joke that he's done. Um, but apparently even his fucking audience wasn't having it. So we actually have an audio clip that we'll play, mm-hmm. uh, from the, it's a crowd audio, so it's not great audio, but you know, you, you can kind of make out what they're saying and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. I don't want to hurt Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world. a small portion of it. It apparently went on for 10 minutes. Oh yeah, no, I mean it was it was brutal. I, I if it was anyone other than Elon, you'd almost feel bad. It was so fucking brutal, but I mean he deserves every fucking second of it. And the whole time he's just standing there like doesn't know what to do, but isn't leaving the stage because he thinks it's gonna stop. Because I, I just I, I and again I have zero sympathy for him and he deserves all of this and way fucking more, but um I can't even imagine what that psychologically does to a person to have that many people just viscerally hating and booing you 
and not like as a desired result like you're not a fucking like a pro wrestling bad guy or something like you're literally just like a dude who like thinks that he's loved and by everybody and is probably surrounded by a bunch of fucking you know kiss ass yes men who tell him that he's right and awesome and that everyone loves him all the time i have to imagine that was like he's used to going up on stage with a giant cube car and smashing the windows (laughs) and then everyone cheers him it's like look look how look how i failed it in at at making protective glass and everyone's like yeah we love you (laughs) like (laughs) it's just he has a cult and they get off on him doing anything that riles up people no matter who they are right and you know there is little bitcoin champions and they don't i mean they're sociopaths too so yeah, if, yeah, you, if you're surrounded by thousands of sociopaths who crave your wealth and want to you know suck you off right you're going to you're going to cater to that and then when you have to face a real public audience even in san francisco um i mean you know, I a dave chappelle concert i mean honestly you know at yeah. this point you know like, like there's there's no poor seats at a dave chappelle stadium tour by the way no I, people I saying those upper deck seats for like 175 dollars. so he's just being he that would and that was that was actually the more like harrowing part of the video for me is somebody who used to be like the king of fucking comebacks and the king of like just off the cuff shit talking dave chappelle like there was never a fucking heckler that could get under his skin was just he's just so fucking out of touch and rich at this point that he has no concept of how to even deal with people and and like understand with it why people would fucking hate elon musk's guts like he had no fucking he like stammered for fucking five minutes before he came up with like oh well you guys are just poor like the ones who are bo-. like that was like and that was his go-to like that was his go-to like hey people who paid to see me like you're just fucking poor that's why you hate elon musk like it's just what a fucking sad fall that that guy's had from from really being like you know i i just think that there's nobody destined to be the greatest modern stand-up in in modern times anymore just because of the fucking nature of uh, like discourse and how quick it comes and how quickly like shit takes or exposed because i i mean like you know it was for a good chunk of years there it was louis ck and then you know (laughs) what happened there um and, you know, and then Chappelle, I think, kind of in the wake of that sort of stepped right in and was like, you know, when he started releasing the Netflix specials when he came back and it was like, this is the funniest man on fucking earth. Like he, these 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 comedy specials are unbelievable. And like, just I, I don't think anyone is meant to hold that crown anymore. It's just it's just a fucking good incompatible. That's, with- that's that's good. I mean, you, you could you could you imagine George Carlin saying, I want to welcome to the stage the richest man on earth. That's right. Exactly. But and but again, <laughs> I wonder if George Carl and I don't think he would ever do that. But I'm sure like if he was alive, there's shit like he would say in 2022 would be like, oh, come on, man. Like, just don't 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 come on. Don't sully our fucking image of you. But it's just I mean, I, he, he always had takes that I didn't agree with, but he no, could sell true. it as funny. You know, um, I, I always thought his whole thing about like, oh, we, we don't have to worry about polluting the ocean because. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the planet that, will be yeah. fine after we're gone. It's like that's. Well, but and his point was like the planet will be fine. The people are fucked, which is not really true. But I get the, the, the planet isn't just a rock with people on it. Though. Right. That's that's the problem with that kind of dismissive mentality. But that no, wasn't I, my point. I, my point was just, you know, like n- the, the the greats of comedy are people who would uh, never be calling, you know, you know, the, the aff- afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. Right. right? You don't you don't 
it's not comedy when you're cheering on wealth. No, and that's that's the issue is that you just you you that's like the number one rule of comedy is you should always be punching up, and that's something that George Carlin never, I think, failed to do. And he, you know? and he tries to make the richest man in the world not feel sad by punching down at his own audience, sympathizing with the with the richest, most one of the most powerful people in the world against an audience of fucking regular people. Right? That's that's the thousands the of people thing. who probably there were people that Elon fired there. I mean, yeah, he fired, he fired like 2,000 people, most of whom in San Francisco, right? And uh, like, and, and he jokes about it like, oh, it's funny all those people lost their livelihoods and, you know, now I have to struggle to figure out how they're going to pay for their $4,000 a month fucking right basement before, apartment. Right, right before Christmas, no less. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, you know. Yeah, because but, but it's, it's not, re- you know, it, it's not just regular people and it's not just people that work for Twitter and got fired. It's... It's like the the tech bros and the tech writers, you know, anyone that works in any kind of tech, anything right now is they're They want to crucify this guy and not like in the good way of like he's a martyr, but like they they're just, you know, they've seen their friends lives destroyed for a guy that just goes, LOL. Right. Right. Who, who just has so, no? He, he's a fucking like you say, he's a fucking sociopath. He has no you know, hum, he has no empathy for other people. He He does. He has no concept of like the way his actions affect other people's lives. And he's a fucking kid with a loaded gun. He has no idea what he's doing. He's a terrible fucking businessman. His Tesla stock, by the way, has plummeted in the last fucking year. Like it is people. It, well, it, it's down like 200% or some crazy fucking number today. He was advertising that you could, inst- you know, that his Tesla self-driving cars are so good. You can install a TV and play video games in it while it's driving for you. Oh, that's good. That's and good. of course he picked like the three most popular games right now, you know, j- just a coincidence that the three most popular games have to be his favorite. And it's like, literally people were like, do you realize that like you still have to watch the road and still like have your hands ready with a Tesla, right? And he's like, he's like, LOL, I didn't, <laughs> right? like, like literally, and, and he fucking, he's citing like cyberpunk as his favorite game, which is one of my favorite games. And of course the richest man in the world who's trying to build a dystopia would love a, a video game. That's a dystopia, not realizing that he's the fucking thing. The game right, is parodying. He, he roots for the dystopia in that game. Like that's, what, that's right. who he fucking sympathizes with. Just, and just, half half the fun of that game is is that you can fucking drive around. It, there's there's like fifty different cars you can fucking drive around right. this you know city in, and you know you. But, I mean, the thing I love about the city is like you know most of the streets you can't drive fast, right? They're they're like city streets. They're not supposed to be wide and where you drive fast. But there's like you know about sixty square miles of desert around the city that you can go fucking get a dune buggy and just fucking tear up and down the rocks if you want to, you know, right. so you can, whatever, whatever you want to do, you can do it. But it just made me so mad to see that like the, the person that I despise so much, uh, likes a game that I love so much too. Cause I'm just like, Oh my God. And, and but it is then yeah. using it, using that game to like market, like a completely dangerous, reckless activity and a completely unsafe product. He's trying to force upon the world. Right. No, of course. And, and but, you know, again, people like that right wingers and rich shitheads always like whatever is popular. They just don't engage with it on any sort of like he I think he's always talked about like a back to the future is one of his favorite 
movies. And it's like, motherfucker, you're literally Biff in Back to the Future 2. Like, that's literally you. you you're fucking, that's your aspirational fucking, you know. But like, without the oh. threatening personality. <laughs> right, right. You're just like a, <laughs> like a bitchy version of fucking Biff from Back to the Future 2. But um, yeah, he, he's yeah. like old Biff. He's like old Biff. He's just like <laughs> craven and cowardly and like <laughs> won't stand game, up to anyone. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, and, 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 and lies about you to you about which uh, coat of wax he's put on your car so far. <laughs> now, Biff. Oh, you're right. It's, it's it was just the first coat. Oh man. Um. Yeah. No. It, it's just. But yeah. Again, it's just no fucking. Yeah. What a piece of shit, man. I'm. I'm so glad this happened to him. And of course, he's fucking reacting in the way that a complete baby fucking child reacts the way he reacts to everything. You know, like he didn't, he didn't call, you know, everyone in the audience a pedophile. Cause that's the way he usually handles it. But his, um, he like the, the Twitter updated their turn. I don't know if you saw this, but they updated their terms of service today. Um, with it, with like the most like, Oh, this is totally not, you know, just for my benefit. This is for everyone's benefit. Uh, TOS update ever where you can't, um, Twitter won't allow you to post somebody's location uh, in real time, basically anymore, which they're totally never going to enforce. It literally was just so he could suspend the account that tracks his private jet, which he did immediately. Like, you know, the Elon jet account, which just try, which is using publicly available flight data. They know the, the, his fucking plane, the number of his plane, and each plane has a unique fucking code or whatever. I don't. I'm I mean, that is the same character. thing with ships. You can look up the location of right. like any vessel in the world, uh, if it's of a large, enough, uh, large enough, uh, whatever you call it, displacement. Like I'm sure, like smaller private uh, yachts, you don't have to do that with, but they still have to register. You know, different countries they're going to, and um, you know, take out. Um, port fees and everything but but what uh elon had twitter do also is it 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 blocks the link to the instagram account of the elon jet account (laughs) so which is owned by facebook which they can't touch or it's owned by meta uh which so they're they're specifically blocking the link to just that account on twitter right totally not just totally a completely unrelated tos update though has nothing to do with anything for, you know, it, it's just fucking preposterous. This is, he's just petty. He's just mad because he got booed. Right. right. Just five days ago, he said free speech means not blocking this account, even though it's a threat to my personal safety. So he's full of shit. Right. Yeah. And he knows it. And then he also tweeted out, you know, like that the absurd tweet saying that, well, it was uh, uh, 90% cheering and only 10%. Oh, yeah. I actually have that tweet. I meant to read that here. Yeah. Re- read that for us. That, um, that just, yeah. Which, by the way, he deleted. So, I actually, I, I do have a screenshot of it, but uh, he did, in fact, delete it because he was so fragile and getting ratioed in the comments of it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, technically it was ninety percent cheers and ten percent booze, except during quiet periods. But still, that's a lot of booze, which is a first for me in real life. Frequently on Twitter, <laughs> it's almost as if I've offended San Francisco's unhinged leftists. But now, nah. yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the unhinged leftists who can still afford to live in a, a city that is, you know, that rents 10 times the national average. It's, right. it's definitely a bunch of communists that are living there high on the hog. Yeah. And I love that he says technically, because, you know, for first thing, like there's no way that it was a 10 percent, 90 percent split. But I guarantee when he says technically, it's because he took the audio and gave it to some fucking engineer and said, I want you to analyze how many people are, you know, like he wanted to have an exact ratio 
so he could say technically, right. you know, because he could hire someone to have to do that stupid job for him because he's that obsessed with his own image. No. And, and again, that's right. He's just he, you constantly read when you read these articles about him and you hear things about him, you hear about just the insane fucking stupid things that he doesn't understand coding whatsoever. So he'll just have people send him like, you know, basic shit that he could fucking easily look up himself and, you know, like basically send it to him in word docs. Like he just, just because he wants to, you know, make it seem like he's, he's reviewing, like he's just a fucking moron who thinks that he's like, you know, doing the right thing by doing these things in terms of like appearing like he's the CEO, but everyone who works for him, who knows more than him, is like this guy's a fucking clown. Like he doesn't understand what we do. He doesn't understand how Twitter functions, as as noted as evident by the fact that he just constantly fires people and has to like beg them to come back because it's like, oh my god, these are the only people with access to this server that'll fucking break all of Twitter because part of the source code's held there if we don't get back access. Like he's just a fucking moron who has no idea what he's doing, and he's rapidly fucking shedding his wealth as we speak i just real quick i know we had some like an article about him but just to give me an idea of where tesla stock price is at um so in the past uh day it's down about three percent not you know a ton the past five days it's down down 8.87 percent which is very big in in wall street uh it's a very big swing in the past month it's down 19.35 percent <laughs> Six months, 32.7%. And uh, year to date, it is down 60.79%, the stock. So, yeah, that is a just, that is like a fucking Enron level drop off of that stock price. And it's at like 150 a share right now. And I was reading that people think that like even 50 a share is way too fucking generous. So he's no longer the richest man in the world. And he, you know, I think if oh. he keeps on, on this pace, he's going to become, you know, considerably less fucking wealthy and powerful, and he's not going to be able to pay back his loans they took out to buy Twitter. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, if you're if if the money that is considered to be your wealth is just what your stock price is at any given moment, and that can evaporate overnight, that's not real money. That's not no, real wealth. No, it's fucking fake. It's not real power. It's it's just. You know, it's it's insider trading, basically. You know, he, right. he knows that. He so, hasn't paid his rent, by the way, and at, at any of the Twitter. Uh, apparently, in the last three four months, that Twitter has not paid rent whatsoever in any of their uh, their San Francisco uh, like uh, real estate properties. So that'll that'll. I wonder be fun. if he got somebody. He like you know hasn't paid for all that bedroom furniture. Twitter HQ either. Like he just he like got someone else to <laughs> to like front that for him, and they're never going to get paid back because that's. I mean, that's what Trump did. Trump right. is like you get a bunch of investors to make you richer, and then you just never pay them back, and they're too afraid to take you to court. Because well, you declare bankruptcy, and then it's like, oh well, shit, can't do it, can't help you. You know, the courts illegally. That's literally why bankruptcy exists for at, at that high of a at that high of a level is so rich people can say, ah, well, can't pay it back. You know, but again, if you or I declare bankruptcy, we'll have our fucking lives destroyed because we'll never be able to get a line of credit again. We'll never be able to fucking you know rent an apartment but somebody like that will always have access right. to money so it's never a problem yeah, for isn't them. that isn't that great how now nowadays your uh like what property you can rent what apartment you can rent is tied to your credit score <laughs> right. but 
paying your rent on time doesn't improve your credit. No, paying your bills, paying your rent on time never fucking increases your credit. Your credit only ever decreases or increases when you take more credit out so that it's like, oh, well, yeah. you're going you to rack into up debt, more debt. When you go into debt and then you pay off the debt with interest, then you get good credit. It, it's fucking, it's, it's so unethical. It's extortion. I mean, it's literally it's so unethical. It's, it's so extortion, but yeah. The bit I had I wanted to read is just from Gizmodo. Uh, mm-hmm. And this was an article that originally, I think it was one of the first articles that had the tweets with the videos up. And they had to replace all the videos because they got taken down. So it was basically an article with embedded videos that suddenly weren't there anymore because Elon's a petty cunt. And they, by the time I saw the article, they had replaced the tweets with the videos with other people who had aggregated it. But just, just to give you that idea, this is this is Gizmodo. So, I mean, they're a publication that does tech stuff and media entertainment kind of stuff. But they're pretty well known, I would say. Um but there, you know, when 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 you're this big of a publication, you are just ripping Elon to pieces. When Elon's lost the tech magazines, <laughs> he's in trouble. So headline: Elon Musk gets viciously booed, viciously booed by a stadium crowd at Dave Chappelle's show. Also, did did, did does Dave Chappelle think that like his whole audience is Dan White? You know, like who right. who does he who does he think? san francisco is still i mean well, sure it's not a bunch of communists it's a bunch of you know well-to-do tech workers and liberals but they're not poor right and they still have a soul right and i don't know why they, they would you know go see david chappelle anyway but you know whatever but i don't know when you when you think that dave chappelle is the person to to help your pr image you're equally as dumb as he is yeah, and and honestly, to be fair to him, or not to be fair, I mean, if Elon Musk is going to get booed in any audience outside of a completely curated like twi- uh, uh, Tesla, fucking you know, you know, one of those hype vi- those hype conferences that they do, like Apple does, where they fucking roll out products, outside of like inviting by email invites, like his fanboys who have bought Teslas already, he's going to be viciously booed by anybody. So hey, I, is, was he being honest that he's never been? you know, outside of that bubble before, did he really think that like he, (laughs) I mean, like he, I I wouldn't be shocked. Cause I mean, he doesn't, you know, he's not a good public speaker. You saw, you see how much he's fucking like stuttering and stammering that when he was like, you know, taken back by that. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's never really gone outside of his comfort zone. He mumbles even when he's doing a controlled interview. Yeah. Um, so the article, this is, this is like the last three paragraphs, the article, I think. Um, maybe the crowd was made up of thousands of people must laid off from Twitter, as Chappelle joked. That certainly seems like a real, very, uh, very real possibility, given the response. But honestly, Musk has been such an asshole. For, this is Gizmodo, by the way. <laughs> Much has been has been such an asshole, asshole for so many different reasons lately. It's tough to narrow it down. Musk has also been directing his hostility at former employees, some of whom elected to stay on with the company after Musk's initial purge, like Yul Roth, the former head of trust and safety at Twitter. Musk made an absolutely baseless uh, suggestion that Roth was in favor of the sexualization of children, an apparent ploy to invent his own QAnon mythology that the billionaire is on a quest to personally end the exploitation of children around the world. In reality, Musk has gotten... I'm sorry. In reality, Musk has gutted the team at Twitter that monitors for child exploitation material, according to Wired UK. 
Musk may not face any real consequence in his life, like when he got away with baselessly calling someone a pedophile, given his enormous wealth. The Musk, not the person he called. Right. Uh, but all the money in the world can't buy you authentic adoration from crowds of people. Perhaps Musk should stick to his safe place on Twitter. He did pay $44 billion for it, after all. <laughs> that was my joke, was that Elon paid $44 billion for Twitter. I use it for free every day. <laughs> um, um, and if he gets plenty of love from weird nerds who want nothing more than to be in proximity to his wealth, even if it's digital. Unfortunately for Musk, the Chase Center in San Francisco doesn't have a block button. <laughs> and and I actually, you know, I did forget about that. I, I, I said, oh, you didn't have to call anyone a pedophile. He did, in fact, call the former chief safety officer of Twitter a pedophile for <laughs> exposing the fact that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So that yeah, that that yeah, he called that guy. Implied that that guy is like okay with pedophilia, basically, or child yeah. pornography. Well, he got he he hired what Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss to go through this guy's all this guy's personal work notes to <laughs> right. to, to expose his anti-Nazi bias. Right. This is the the other funniest fucking thing of all time this week is is Matt Taibbi, who again you know another case of Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened? Um, but. I, you know, I guess if you're like famous online for long enough, you just become a reactionary regardless. It, it, it's very upsetting, but like, it seems like everybody who had like a really fucking solid, you know, career in, 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 in like independent journalism is just, they're in, they're fucking incapable of dealing with constantly having to be a part of the discourse, I think is what it is. If I had to like make a guess and they just fucking go insane and they just, they have to become reactionary to fucking stay relevant, I think. Because, like, you know, Jeremy Scahill didn't do that, and, like, you never hear from him anymore. <laughs> like, he's, you know, he, he stayed pretty true to himself, but, like, you don't fucking hear from him. The people you hear from are the people who've turned into fucking cranks, like Mac Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald and Jimmy Dore, who just, like, they feel the need to say the craziest fucking, you know, increasingly right-wing shit to, to stay on in the fucking you know, the trending topics bar. Like, I don't, I don't really get it, but fucking sad. But hey, oh, anyway, so yeah, uh, uh, Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss were given exclusive access to the, the Twitter files and they're, and they're fucking doing this like it's fucking Watergate. And it's the most basic shit of people being like, yeah, you know, hey, Donald Trump uh, tweeting pretty, uh, pretty awful stuff about uh, January 6th and inciting violence. Maybe we should you know, like, uh, protect the country and like shut his Twitter down, you know, like really innocuous, like obvious things that they were talking about. Right. This, this was just like internal in. emails and right. they called it the Twitter files. Like it's the Pentagon papers or some, some bullshit. Like, it, no, like they just went to the company just... fucking outlook files and we're like, Hey, look what these guys, look what they're saying to each other in these private chats, AKA the company fucking email, you know, Slack chats or whatever. It's just fucking preposterous. Yeah. And the fact that you would hire Barry Weiss to to do that for you, like right. that's clearly that's like, hey, who are two darlings of the right in journalism who uh, we can slap their names on, and people will be like, oh, I know who those people are. Like, of course he would he would pick like you know D list celebrities to do it for him, right? Of um, course. And not that they were that famous in the first place, but they definitely got you know more of a following once they started, you know. <clears throat> I would say Barry Weiss has never has always been on the right, but I think you know Taibbi, coming from Rolling Stone, at least some people thought he was somewhat anti-establishment for a while. Well, and, um, and in, in fairness, to him, he was for a while. I mean, he did good reporting on Wall Street, but it just—I think 
a lot of those guys, I think, got a pass because of a very narrow uh, avenue of reporting that they did, whether it be on Wall Street or on, you know, the the national security, like deep state sort of stuff like like Greenwald did. And I think people gave them a pass on their personal politics. And and I think eventually those kind of weird quirks sort of brought themselves to the forefront in terms of their reporting, like guys like Glenn and guys like Taibbi. Um Jimmy Dore, I don't know what the fuck is his problem. I mean, he's well, just he was a never other... a journalist. So, but no, no, still. he was right. He was, but like he's, you know, just, I think there's also a little bit of that sort of echo chamber with your audience when you have an audience online, and you know, you start to alienate sort of the the fucking the weak ass like liberal tyt audience, but then you start to alienate like the hardcore communist audience because you're you know you're not making that next logical progression, and then you're kind of left with the the sort of anti-establishment right-wing audience that you've garnered from your, your anti, you know, democratic establishment bashing. And then it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you drift towards the audience that you have, not the one you want. I think it's probably the issue with him. But. Yeah. Well, you know, you're never going to gain back the people on the left who kind of sell through your, through your grift. So right. why not? You know, you, you don't want to get back up to being obscure. Right. <laughs> right. Man. Well, speaking of people who have, who've, you know, <laughs> whose, whose grift has been completely seen through and they've given up the ghost on that, uh, Kristen Cinema has been in the news this week because uh, she officially announced that she's uh, left the left <laughs> and joined. It, did she actually join the Republican Party or is she just an independent now? Well, I mean, she's an independent in Arizona, so that might as well be, you know, surface of the moon, far right, anywhere right. else. No, of course, but you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she left the Democratic Party officially, so she's got no pressure whatsoever to vote with the Democratic Party as part of the caucus, even though they haven't, as far as I know, stripped her of her fucking committee assignments yet. Because I mean, have they ever pressured her to vote with the Democratic Party? No, no, she, never. She I mean, pretty much is, been... you know, opposed every single thing that even Biden wanted to do. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, but it's, it's, you know, she, why did she do this? Because she did the polling like everyone else does the polling and realized that she's going to lose in a democratic primary, right? She just will. And the only chance she's got is to split the vote. And I would say somebody, you know, people's like, Oh, green party is going to split the vote. I mean, green party will shave off uh, less than 1%. Uh, in a in a popular vote and will win a total of zero uh, super delegates. So had they not run at all, the outcome is the same. Uh, I would say somebody with as big a profile as cinema would ease could easily get upwards of twenty five to thirty percent of a vote in a general election well, as an independent. And and you know what the saddest fucking to, like just most typical Democrats thing I've ever seen is a lot of them are accepting this as her being a cunning strategist because. Basically, I saw a lot of like Democratic fucking like accounts being like, well, well, she really got around us on this one because, you know, she would never win a Democratic Party. But she knows now the party won't dare primary her because that could siphon enough votes away to to make sure that the Republican wins. So I guess she's got to ru- she's got to be allowed to run as an independent uncontested. Otherwise, the Republican wins. Like, I've literally seen people genuinely express that, that as that like is a, a giant fucking hurdle <laughs> she, that she's doing it for the good of the party and the good of the voters. That... No, no, not even that, like that she's doing it for her own self and benefit, but like that you would as a Democrat, as a fucking party loyalist, that you would accept that as a fucking like oh, legitimate so answer of like, oh, well, I guess we get... sh- 
Yeah, don't when run she does get her. primary, they're going to treat the primary challenger as the the not real Democrat and her as an independent as the real Democrat. Right. So we can't support the primary challenger. We can't support a we can't field a candidate as the Arizona Democratic Party, because if we do, we'll split the Democratic vote and we'll let the Republican win and then we'll lose control of the Senate. Rather oh than God. like, hey, let's actually run somebody fucking good and crush both of them in a three-way race. That that right there is just how evil and insidious ratchet theory is. Yeah. That, e- that even if you run as a Democrat, that you're hurting the party because we have an, uh, an established independent candidate who opposes all the Democratic Party, um, who we have to protect. Otherwise, Republicans bad. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably no, they'll, yeah. they'll do it. They'll do it. You'll see, you'll see Newsweek in Politico. They'll start quoting, you know, major Democratic Party donors who are saying that anonymously. Right. You know, that's exactly how they operate. Right. Um, and it's you could, uh, and it's already there's other senators that are trying to protect her. Um, so this article, I fuck, I don't even have the source on it. Um, headline Kristen Cinema, um, Senator Kristen Cinema. Remember, she's still a senator. She's she's still one of ours, right? Senator Kristen Cinema leaves Democrats in awkward spot ahead of 2024. Um, I missed a paragraph there. Uh, a few Democrats have already expressed interest in challenging Cinema in 2024, including Rep. Ruben Gallego, the five-term Congressman, Marine Corps veteran, has long been a critic of Cinema, saying in an interview on Monday that her party switch proved that she doesn't match Arizona values, whatever that means. For the moment, at least, Senate Democrats are taking a wait-and-see approach, ducking questions about how they plan to deal with the situation. Quote, right now, I'm going to work with Senator Cinema. She's on my committee, Homeland Security. So we'll be working together, said Senator Gary Peters, Democrat of Michigan, who led the Jesus Democrats' campaign Christ. arm this election cycle. Uh, told Huffington Post when asked if his party should endorse a Cinema election bid. Senator Tammy Baldwin, Democrat, Wisconsin, praised Cinema, but similarly declined to answer. Quote, she's a very independent leader in the Senate, and her new party affiliation matches that very nicely. There is no independent party. <laughs> there is no, there is, if you're independent, you have no party affiliation. That's what independent means, Tammy. That's, that's, that's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so she'll still be a part of our majority, Baldwin said. Even Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat, Massachusetts, a key progressive voice on Capitol Hill, is declining to engage on the topic. Quote, I'm not thinking about that right now. We've got to get through this lame duck session and do the work that we need to do, Warren told Huffington Post. <sighs> Only Senator Bernie Sanders indicated that he was prepared to back a cinema challenger as he was interviewed Sunday on CNN's State of the Union, Sanders has repeatedly criticized Cinema publicly for helping block Democrats' biggest priorities in Congress. Yeah, the the you, you know the guy who's not a real Democrat, right? He's the only Democrat that'll speak out against this. The only guy who actually wants to do his fucking job to get actual you know, <laughs> Democratic quote unquote priorities through the fucking Senate is the only guy that actually has the balls to say anything. But it, that's that's fucking hilarious to me. Liz Warren, fucking what, what's what's funny in ever. this article though is that each senator is listed as their title and their district, except Sanders is only referenced by a single last name. <laughs> right. and, and he wasn't previously referenced to anywhere else in the article prior to that point. Right. Well, he's like Madonna at this point. Everyone knows, everyone knows who you're talking about. I mean, You only need one name when you're that guy. Right. But 
but I mean, that's that's just fucking pathetic. I didn't realize they were being that pathetic about it. I thought that they would at least oh, take this as an opportunity to fucking like, you know, criticize her publicly, if not, you know, outright denounce her. But like, wow, that's that's just I that's that's low for even the fucking Democrats. I'm I'm genuinely taken aback by how fucking weak well they she are. put her cards on the table and was like, ha ha, now you have to kiss my ass even more. I mean, what, like, short of joining the Republican Party, what could she possibly do that would draw the ire of the fucking mainstream Democratic Party at this point? Like, there's literally nothing. Like, she's she's, she's clearly setting her, herself up to either, like I said, A, figure out the, the only way she had to block a primary challenger, which if they're the fucking Arizona Democrats are pathetic and stupid enough to allow her to do that, deserve to lose the fucking Senate, or B set herself up for the Tulsi Gabbard grift, which is, you know, immediately then move into the right wing sort of cable news talk space um, where you where you could talk about how you used to be a proud Democrat, but they just got too far left for you. And then, you know, that right. that's that's what she's setting herself up for. She's got two fucking exit ramps that work out for her and, you know, are fucking horrible for the rest of the country. But well, I'll tell you, all the people that worked on her campaign, people that knocked on thousands of doors and all that kind of stuff uh they don't <laughs> they don't find any respect in what she did now i don't i don't fucking give a shit about the democratic party but right. you know if i was someone who worked on a campaign was a party loyalist i would view that as you know stabbing me in the back as, as somebody that has worked on campaigns um but yeah there was a great article i forget where where i saw but it was basically somebody went and interviewed like 50 of her volunteers on her last campaign in 2000 whatever it was um and all but of the 50 people interviewed all but one felt like she had personally betrayed them <laughs> right so you know they're not she's one, not going to get she's not going to get any of those public. people she's not going to have the, the she's not going to be able to use the state party apparatus no. in her her next run or, or their fundraising or their email lists right so and the people who did her you know get out the vote grassroots campaign aren't going to work for her anymore they'll probably want to work for whoever is running against her right so you know right and so we actually have some audio of her uh because you know people forget that this grift is an ongoing one she used to be like a green party fucking you know active it, it, allegedly i'm sure she never gave a shit about anything but she used to you know present herself as a green party activist who is you know extremely anti-establishment so there's this is actually an audio clip of her from uh the two the two thousand probably the early, probably like 2000 because it's about lieberman so it's got to be like in that early 2000s range uh and let's play this and we'll we'll talk about it have been negotiated with the senate so what does that mean well in the senate we no longer have 60 votes some would argue that we never had 60 because one of those was joseph lieberman but that's whatever um yeah and nelson too but really lieberman um so so now there's um i think as the president so eloquently said on wednesday there's none of this pressure this false pressure to get to 60. So what that means is that um, the Democrats um, can stop um, kowtowing to Joe Lieberman and instead seek other avenues. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I guess that was from 2009 when they had the the slim supermajority that they, they pretended like they couldn't use. And then, you know, we're like, ah, fuck, well, we're one vote short. You know, we have 60% of the entire fucking Senate, but we somehow can't pass a single piece of fucking legislation without making it a right wing uh, giveaway 
but yeah, that 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 was that from that time period. But so yeah. that was when Joe Lieberman was switching his party affiliation from well, because uh, right, because he was he was the he was the lone vote that was you know according to to fucking you know the Obama administration the lone vote that was preventing us from getting uh, single payer health care or from getting a public option. He was already you know off the single payer by the time he would gotten elected, but that was the only that was the only stopgap for us getting a public option. But uh, yeah, so that's. You know, complete horseshit, as we know, they never wanted to fucking do that. They People within the Obama administration killed the public option on their own. It's been proven. There's been plenty of great reporting about that that you could seek out. But um, that was the lie at the time. So, yeah, she she clearly was echoing that at the time and, you know, pretending like she was morally outraged by it. And now she's literally doing the exact same thing that Joe Lieberman did, um, but with a much slimmer Democratic majority. And again, at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. Nobody believes that they actually but, want to I mean, do anything, that's, but... that's the cycle, though, is like once you're done being the rotating villain in the Democratic Party to the point where you're going to lose your seat, then you switch to independent to right. try to hold on to it. Right. And she'll probably not, <laughs> you know, but right. she'll get compensated some other way. Right. Oh, no. But that's what I mean. Like, she, that's why, you know, that, that this, the move to not join the Republicans, but to you know, leave the Democratic Party is a great intro to that grift. Like, that's a great fucking intro to your your sort of cable news career. And and staying as independent is smart on her part because then she can go to either network and still be accepted in versus, like, limiting her options if she just right. joins the Republican Party. It's like, well, Fox News will take you. And, you know, MSNBC only likes Republicans that are anti-Trump. So, you know, that's probably not good news for her considering she voted with him, like, 70% of the time. So, Oh, they won't mention that when they bring her on. <laughs> right, that that little that little pesky fact. They'll, 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 they'll sweep that one under the rug. Um, yeah, so, you know, fuck, fuck the fucking Democratic Party for allowing this to go on, but... I expect no less. Um, yeah. Yeah. So before we got here, we wanted to get to a couple more things. Uh, the, so the, the, we wanted to talk about the Shireen Abdul Akla, uh, Akla I believe is her last name. Yep. Um, the, was. Was. Yeah. yeah. But, so basically it was the final report on that investigation <laughs> came out uh, this week. Well, it wouldn't have to be, except the U.S. is not doing an investigation. Um, right. So, yeah, this was... Um, maybe the most high profile journalist to be deliberately murdered. Uh, and of course it was done by Israel. Israel did it. Israel sharpshooter. Um, so title here, Israeli forces deliberately killed Palestinian American journalist report shows Palestinian American journalist, Shireen Abdu Akla, who was killed by Israeli forces in May while reporting from the occupied West bank city of Jenin, was deliberately and repeatedly targeted along with her colleagues, despite being clearly identified as a member of the press, a new report released Tuesday concludes. The report, a collaboration between Palestinian human rights group Al-Haq and the UK-based research agency Forensic Architecture, confirms the findings of half a dozen earlier independent reviews of the incident, including by the United Nations, which found that Israeli forces were responsible for her killing. The report directly contradicts the final conclusions of a, re- of a review by the Israeli authorities issued earlier this month, in which officials conceded that there was a high possibility that Abu Akla was accidentally killed by Israeli Defense Force gunfire. In that report, Israeli officials claimed the IDF soldiers were firing towards, quote, suspected identified or suspects identified as armed Palestinian gunmen during an exchange of fire in which life-risking, widespread, and indiscriminate shots were fired towards IDF soldiers. 
truly the real victims. The new reconstruction clearly shows that there was neither armed gunmen nor shots fired in the minutes leading up to Abdu Akla's killing. Instead, the reconstruction shows that Akla, Akla's and her colleagues' press insignia was clearly visible from the position of the IDF shooter, that the shooter had a clear line of fire indicating, quote, pr- precise aim, and that the firing continued as the journalists sought shelter. After Abu Akla was hit, a civilian attempting to provide aid to her was fired upon each time he tried to approach her. Yeah, and we, you know, we we, we know, like, this is, the, we, we fucking seen the video. Immediately after this happened, there was video footage that came out that showed that there was no gunfire. She, her and, like, a couple other reporters were getting out of a fucking car. Like, they wouldn't have been getting out of a car if there was gunfire. You could hear zero gunfire in the audio, and then all of a sudden, you know, her fucking, she's getting out of the car, and her fucking press uh, vest is clearly visible, but a fucking sniper still shoots her and starts firing on their fucking you know on their car like it's it's obviously it was complete bullshit from the start and we knew that but it took this fucking long for them to you know admit it because it was just incontrovertible evidence at this point yeah i mean what do you say and they'll face no consequences just like when our other non-democratic ally the kingdom of saudi arabia killed a washington post reporter uh, and now our president says he should be forgiven. Yeah. And is fist, bump, fist bumping the uh, Prince Bonesaw when he goes to visit him to try to get cheap oil. Um, I, I, lo- I do love the fact that, like, despite all these negotiations that Saudi Arabia is is going to re- refuse to increase production. Uh, and the Biden administration is furious because of that. <laughs> so <laughs> right. all that ass kissing was for nothing. Right. They, way, they fucking to go, own Joe. us. I mean, that's 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 what the point at this point is, is they just fucking own us. They, you know, we we're completely, you know, dependent on, on the fucking teat of, of the oil teat of Saudi Arabia and, yeah. and, and all the other OPEC countries. And it's just it's fucking pathetic that we that we allow this to go on. And again, well, they, we, we want them to produce more oil to make the price go down. Right. right. And they're like, ha ha, we get rich from it being more expensive. So we're right. going to we're going to pinch off incentive. that pipeline. Yeah. I mean, they they love that, you know, we're all wringing our hands over Russian petroleum and trying to find another source for it because they're like, this just makes us more money. Right. <laughs> like, this is fucking great for us. Right. And of yeah. course, there's yet to be a fucking president of the United States that hasn't been fucking put in that office on in large part because of fucking big oil so nobody's ever made any actual fucking large-scale investments in renewable energy to the point where we could get off the fucking the teat of of you know big oil but it's just never gonna fucking happen because it's net that you know they've, don't they've you mean we need to get off the teat of foreign oil anthony don't, right no we need, we need we to, just need to produce our own oil? fuck we need to t- pump our own fucking soil, you know, to the point where nobody could fucking drink the water. That's what we need to do. We need to get away from the foreign oil and just, you know, get it our extract it ourselves basically. Um you know, it's pathetic, but um So did you see this this uh Senate floor vote over Yemen just no, got yanked? So yeah, Bernie was going to bring a floor vote on this thing and then Biden said, "Nah, Bernie, I don't want you to do that." So Bernie said, okay, well, the president gets whatever the president wants. And the president wants more war with Yemen, apparently. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. He was just like, fine. All right. Well, that, that fucking sucks. Um, but you know, again, again, they, they can, he could get the, you know, like, 
I, I feel bad for Bernie to some extent, because at some point you just have to realize like you could do, you know, whatever you want to try to, you're just fucking, you know, you're just trying to fucking shine up the Nazis uniforms at this point. Like you could do whatever you want to try to reform the system. It's a fundamentally fucking evil, vile system that you're never going to uh, reform. The only way towards reformation is complete destruction. That's the only way towards reformation for the government in this country. Like there's no path forward where you, where you could actually reform this fucking cesspool of, of a system that we have governing us. It was never fucking built to be ruled by people. Like it's, it's always been built to fucking protect moneyed interests and protect capital. It was built by a bunch of fucking slave owners. Like that's literally who built it. We, you think that that system is going to have ways to, to, you know, to allow for fucking real people to make <laughs> actual change, like on, on a grand level and, on, and, and on a permanent level, it's just not, you remember, you remember Mike Gravel, right? Yeah. The, uh, Senator from the great state of Alaska. Who, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. R.I.P. Did, did the, the filibuster to read the Pentagon papers into the public record so that all the newspapers could publish them without fear of being uh, imprisoned. Right. Um, yeah. He wrote, he wrote a whole book about why the Senate should be abolished. Right. Of course. I mean, and it's a preposterous fucking, it's completely undemocratic institution. It's preposterous. That fucking Rhode Island has the same number, has the same voting power as California does like the fucking, you know, the fingernail on the tip of California in terms of population has the same popular has the same voting power as the most populous state in the country. So I think, it, I think there's more people in Venice Beach than all of Rhode Island. Honestly, yeah, no, I, I, and I, I don't even think you're exaggerating. That's probably accurate. No, it, it's just it's, it's 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 fucking preposterous. But um, yeah, but no, again, that was just a, a concession to the fucking slave owners who were upset they were having to give up their free labor so it was like well how can we give you guys reparations because you're the ones who need reparations you need to make sure that your interests are protected as much as possible like we gotta guys we had a good run with slavery we gotta give it up but you know we'll make sure you're taken care of we'll make sure you're not paying crazy taxes we'll we'll give you guys the capital of the country we'll you know (laughs) make sure you guys are as comfortable as possible uh to to help you deal with this tough transition you know, they were the only ones who've ever gotten a fucking just transi- just transition in this country is the fucking slave owners. Like nobody else in this country, no other industry has ever really been given a just transition. Well, I mean, those those founding fathers did keep the oaths. <laughs> to 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 what I have no idea. <laughs> right. So a little segue into this headline, and this will be a quick one. Uh, hundreds of oath keepers have worked for the federal government, according to report. More than 300 individuals who claim to have worked for uh, for the Department of Homeland Security, (laughs) with some listing themselves as current employees, uh, appeared, uh, names appeared in a report uh, from the Project on Government Oversight. I think I missed a paragraph here. So, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, unsurprising. But when when I told you about this, I accidentally said Proud Boys, not Oath Keepers. And I was trying to think, like, oh, is there a difference? I mean, they're both white supremacist groups, but I, I, I feel like it's a generational thing. Where right, it's, those it's keepers like are OG, scouts. the OG ones, and then the the, the, right. the proud boys are like the newer fucking. It's like when you when you start out the Boy Scouts, you're like a wolf, and then you're a bear, and then you're an eagle. Like there's little badges you get, and it's, it's like the proud boys are like you know they haven't their testicles just dropped and they're all angry, right? But they're they're not real into like the religious 
aspect of it as much. But as they get older uh, and wiser, then they realize that, you know, uh, protecting white supremacy is about keeping that oath to somebody. God, I guess. Um, yeah, but I mean, it shouldn't surprise anybody. It's just, you know, great that they're finally like naming names right. <laughs> for some of these people and recognizing that uh, to have the, the, you know, basically neo-Nazis working within a, a uh, you know, federal law enforcement agency um, might cause some conflict of interest. Uh, apparently, I don't know. It would be, yeah, I, I mean, would, you would think. I would be shocked to find out it's only 300. Um, but yeah, so there it is. There you go, man. Unreal. Um, just to just to end on a, a happier note, though. Um, <laughs> this was a really funny fucking uh, happening just now. So one of the things Elon instituted, uh, or maybe just Twitter instituted around the time he took over, it was something they were working on. There's this box that you'll see under a lot of posts where where it's almost like a fact check like sort of by popular popular sort of response um, where it's, I'm sure you've seen it where it's like readers added context that they thought people might want to know. So he actually tweeted today uh, real time posting of someone else's location violates doxing policy, but delayed po- uh, posting of locations are okay. <laughs> and then the read the, the official, the Twitter fucking pop-up under his tweet is readers had added context. They thought people might want to know. Publishing flight records is protected under the First Amendment, and then it cites the fucking uh, court case, Supreme Court case where this was decided on. So, you know, his own fucking website is literally fucking fact checking him and dunking on him and calling him just a complete little fascist bitch who's, you know, yeah. using it for his own personal fucking. So, can just one person do that, or does it have to be like multiple people have to? like upvote it or something for it i don't really know i'm assuming it's like if a bunch of people post the same link because there's a link under under that that links to the supreme court decision so i'm assuming it's just like a auto generate because i doubt that he's although he's got enough rogue people there that are like fuck this fucking guy that i'm sure there are people posting shit like that to fuck with us but um yeah, I don't know. I I I wouldn't. I I I think it's probably just like an auto-generated thing when people tweet the same link in response to a tweet or in response to an article or something. But yeah, fucking hilarious. His own yeah, fucking one more website. feature that'll probably disappear by tomorrow. Oh, but... uh, immediately when he sees that, he's like, "Oh fuck, get get rid of that shit!" Like right away. Um, I, I also saw he's got he rolled out like yellow check. I don't know what that's about. Have you seen the yellow check marks on Twitter? I thought that was for like gaming companies, like video game companies. I don't know. I saw it for like like the, the, the official like because the Scream trailer, Scream Six trailer dropped today, and their their Twitter had it. So maybe it's just like like corporate accounts. Who I don't know. Who fucking knows? But uh, who cares? It's gonna be, it'll, it'll change. He's in making the site on completely. Oh, and uh, the, 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 he's already actually you know foretold of the end of this website because apparently he's lifting the the character limit from 280 to 4000 characters. I don't know if you saw that the other day. Yeah, I like wait way to make people even more unbearable because the people <laughs> that'll t- I mean, no one's going to read that fucking long of a thing, right? No. So the, one other funny thing with um the uh, the <clears throat> some of the Twitter rules was that somebody tweeted um Elon should go drive one of his self-driving cars in traffic. <laughs> on self-driving mode and twitter uh flagged that tweet as 
uh, violating TOS for promoting self-harm. <laughs> so so even Twitter's Twitter algorithm is. thinks that driving in a Tesla is considered an act of violence to oneself. Right, because if you said to me, like, hey, you should go drive in traffic, I'd be like, all right, well, that, that that sucks, but I'll I won't I won't die. But yeah, Twitter knows that you're taking your fucking life in your hands when you when you actually use Tesla's fucking self-drive feature. It's just it's just unbelievable. The fucking I, Yeah. So I had one last little thing, speaking of driving, um, and this ties into COVID here too. <sighs> it's just so, so you're probably aware that, at least in North America, uh, pedestrian and cycling fatalities because of drivers hitting and killing them has risen something like 20 to 25% in just the last couple of years, right? Mm, interesting. In the last couple yeah. of years. Is that, I'm trying to think of like how COVID would affect that. So I guess maybe... Well, it's there's three different three different main ways, but the okay. biggest problem well, is more that, people are driving because they're not using mass transit. I think that was probably... No, it was the opposite, actually. Um, but you got to just keep in mind, they're just making bigger and bigger SUVs, and SUVs are, are becoming the majority vehicle in the market. Like, more SUVs on the road than regular cars. Of course, more people are going to die. Yeah, they're just bigger. They have more mass, right? the The hoods are so high that they don't, they won't even see you if you're in front of them, because it's a giant fucking blind spot in front of the car. You used to worry oh, yeah. about blind it's... spots. You used to worry about blind spots behind the driver's line of sight. Now the biggest blind spot is directly in front of the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 actually <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, I mean, I so... see. I mean, I work in manufacturing, so I literally pass a fleet of fucking uh hoods that are over my head and i'm six feet i'm six foot one so i mean that's you know that's kind of a scary notion that there there are cars where people couldn't see me if i was walking in front of them i'm not a short person um well you know at least with the commercial truck you have the driver you know sitting up high enough to see over most of the hood and now right they they have you know the windshields uh you know on suv are so slanted the driver is sitting barely above the steering wheel several feet back from it Right. Right. It's 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 designed to look like a gun and look like a fist. That's that's what the industry decided to go with as far as designing these vehicles. And what do guns and fists do? They maim and kill people. Thanks. Right. So. This is this is a headline here from Fortune magazine. People who skip their covid vaccine are at higher risk of traffic collisions, according to new study. This is from December 13, 2022. During the summer of 2021, Canadian researchers examined the encrypted government-held records of more than 11 million adults, 16% of whom hadn't received their COVID vaccine. That would, In America, that would be 60%, not 16%. Right. Um, but still, 11 million people, that's a huge pool of data, right? And right. Uh, I'm assuming by encrypted that it was data they looked at uh, anonymously, where that was, you know, to have to have the only factor be, you know, the COVID vaccination and car collisions uh, and to protect people's privacy. That's, I think, why it was listed as encrypted. Um, the report found that unvaccinated people were 72 percent more likely to be involved in a, a severe traffic collision in which at least one person was transported to the hospital than those who were vaccinated. That's similar to the increased risk of car crashes for people with sleep apnea, though only about half that 
of people who abuse alcohol, researchers found. Huh. That's interesting. I actually wonder if that's like a COVID brain fog thing. Like if that if that's like jet because that's significantly more uh, debilitating for people who haven't been vaccinated. Well, or- they have. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing things that show that every single person who's gotten COVID has had some level of brain damage. Yes. Yeah. No. For sure. I mean, that's and you know what what's the most important thing when operating a vehicle? Your cognitive function. Right. <laughs> you don't you don't think that that's so important, but you're literally even if you're just like daydreaming while you're driving, you're still making thousands of decisions every minute. Thousands of different little calculations, things that Elon Musk's computers cannot do. Right. You are doing with your brain, even when you're not paying attention to it, you're still doing it. Look, I wouldn't trust Elon Musk built computers to brush my fucking teeth. But yes, I <clears throat> I see the point of what you, but no, I mean, and genuinely and look, I still fucking wear my mask at work because I'm indoors with a lot of fucking people who are constantly sick. And I, you know, I get I don't give a shit like I'm not like I don't feel the need to like conform to fit in or whatever. I'm probably one of maybe three people in my company of 200 people that still wears a mask indoors. But like, again, I've noticed just from working there for fucking eight months, people just completely not able to hold trains of thought anymore. Who've gotten COVID like multiple times since I've started working there, like in the last like eight months or whatever. And like to the point where it's, it's like noticeably affecting their cognitive function. And I'm like, Man, I, you know, again, it fucking sucks. I hate wearing a mask all day, but like, I don't want to fucking risk like until they have solid data that says like, yeah, no, it's not a significant risk to your brain. And I think all the data is showing the opposite of that. I'm going to still fucking do it. Like I it, just for my own, you know, personal protection at this point, because like, you haven't I, gotten it all. Have you? No, I, I've never gotten it. Yeah. I've never been even sick enough to really test. Like I've tested myself just like if I'm going, you know, my in-laws for Thanksgiving or whatever, but I've never been sick enough that i've had to test to see if i have it so Mm. like in fucking three years or whatever yep and so have i so have i but the other the other factor is the kind of people the kind of people (laughs) that that wouldn't get a vaccine or the very kind of risk adverse people that would drive more recklessly in the first place right and another part of the huge increase in in uh driving fatalities was when people the people who were risk adverse started staying home. There were far less cars on the road. So the risk adverse people were like, sweet, I can fucking drive twice the speed limit now. So yeah. that was a huge factor that as the, the less people in the last two years in North America, as there were less cars on the road, the amount of fatalities skyrocketed because those people who weren't staying home and weren't fucking getting vaccinated are the same kind of people that will drive as literally as fast as the road will allow them to go. Right. And they'll still crash. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So so those people now have fucking like, like mental deficiencies now. (laughs) And there are more cars on the road than ever. So it's a great combination. Right. And now we've, and they've gone back to, you know, having tons of vehicles on the road, but they haven't changed their bad driving habits that they've learned in the last couple of years. No, I think so, that's a hundred percent true. Just like I, cause yeah, during like I was, you know, I was working at a place that stayed open all through COVID cause we were a pharmacy and it was essential business, yada, yada. And that's like that first three, four months, like right. Like after March, 2020, I was like, it was fucking eerie how quiet the roads were. I was like one of the few people going anywhere. And you know, now I don't think I've ever fucking sat in this much traffic coming home from work where it's like, 
it, there are so many people on the road and people are just fucking like n- super aggressive nuts when they drive now it's very noticeably different from even three years ago it, it's i think it's definitely like a cognitive thing on top of the, like they're gonna said, figure out that this this brain damage is not dissimilar to the way that lead a gasoline was causing a huge right. spike in violent crime right it's why our parents and grandparents are all fucking nuts like because they yeah. you know breathe in the fucking fumes from leaded gasoline for most of their you know adolescence and their develop their brain development right. and then they got rid of leaded gasoline and suddenly violent crime especially in cities like just dropped plummeted right 70 80 percent but but yet now the the most important political issue of our time is crime magically once again you know, just two years after we were seeing defund the police, suddenly crime is magically the most important thing. I don't think that's true. Right. Of course but, not. Yeah. Definitely cr- crime stats there. are always fucking horseshit anyway. They 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 selectively. But but yes, I agree. But like, yeah, you can see the actual instances like, of violent crime have, yeah. have significantly, you know, increased again. But like, yeah, it's just it's just who, fucking... who makes the crime stats? Right. The fucking police. Right. Right. And when they present those stats, it's like john mccain arguing for the iraq war well right. if, if the stats show there's lots of crime that means that's why we have to have more cops if the right. stats show that crime is going down that's that's proof of why having more cops was effective it's just so we got to keep doing that it's so, just a it, giant poster board with crime written across the top and a bar and a fucking line that goes up with no actual data on the x or y axis <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> clearly you can see here by this chart that we used to be down here a lot less crime and now we're up here as you can see, significantly more crime than this period right here. So, ergo, give us you know fifty billion dollars. And- maybe maybe we really do need to make the police privatized and based the hiring and firing of officers on Yelp reviews, right? <laughs> so the, so they're all competing the way that you know cupcake sh- cupcake shops have to compete with each <laughs> right, other. Have to be like super fucking. You you have to like you go into like a little boutique shop nowadays, and now it's like the owner has to come over to you. It's like the and, greatest. Like, exp- they have to give you a gift. They have to give you a fucking gift, <laughs> and they want to take your picture and put it on their Instagram feed, and they want to tell you about the history of the store. It's like this whole fucking like, like bourgeois experience, experience now. Right. Yeah, it's insane. It's fucking crazy because that's like what it takes to stay in business as like a brick and mortar mom and pop shop nowadays. <laughs> Nowadays, like I, I went into this place a couple of weeks ago with Ash and this guy was like, he was so fucking hyped and extra and wanted to know if it was our first time there. And like <laughs> had a little, had a little mini gift basket. He gave my girlfriend oh my God. and like, it was like a whole, like a photo booth thing and all this right. stuff. And, I, and I'm, and he's talking to me and he's like, like, so you work for the government? Is that why you have your sunglasses on? Is that why you don't want to talk to me? Is that what? And I was like, actually I, I did used to, <laughs> but I was, you know, I appreciate what he's trying to do, but like, I'm like, Jesus, this is so over the top. But Sometimes I, I just want to fucking transact. I just want to buy your tasty thing that you make and leave. I don't need to fucking be a yeah. part of an experience. Like well, I the, the, the weird the part, but. it was like soaps and candles and like, you uh-huh. know, stocking, stocking stuff or girl stuff, you know? Right. Um, but every single one of the candles uh, included a sticker that said this was not a sex shop at all, <laughs> but every one of the candles had a little sticker that says that the wax is edible. <laughs> Which, like all the candles said that on the bottom. When what I kind of was wax like, is it? I don't know. Who knows? Fucking just all, all of it was homemade. This guy had his own little fucking thing, but fucking weird, I mean, I imagine the rents on Milwaukee Avenue, which is like one of the most kind of, you know, intensely foot traffic row of right. small, independent businesses rent's got to be insane you know and they're trying to compete with etsy they're trying to compete with amazon 
Uh, it's really expensive to keep a, a mom and pop shop open uh, in a city like Chicago. And so, I, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess the the concierge service was was warranted in that case. But yeah, I was I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm checking out of this. I'll be over here. On the yeah, corner. right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Support, but but people should legit support these cool little places if you have them near. Actually, if anyone's in Connecticut uh, or I guess in New York too, I mean, it's not that far. There's this place called the Archive in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's one of the coolest fucking places like you'll ever go. This is not a paid advertisement. I just fucking I love this place. It's it's like two. Uh, it's like three floors now, and it all they sell are like super obscure genre movies like that are out of print like they'll like on blu-ray and shit they have like a bunch of like like 70s 80s exploitation horror movies and just all sorts of fucking like weird shit that you would never find in any other physical media store and they have like you know records and shit like that but it's it's very much like the the browsing and finding things in stacks and like aisles of 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 movies sort of experience that you miss from fucking going to the video store that place and, and what was it called again the archive in bridgeport the, the archive and it's yeah, just yeah. basically a movie store video store no, it's like it's well and they sell you you stuff but they sell new shit too they partner with like a uh set like an independent label like movie uh distribution label that puts out hmm like obscure 80s and 70s 80s 90s horror movies that they buy the rights to but and and you mentioned this to me off the air that you feel like we really need to go back to that because the way that that shows can be traded and pulled on and off streaming services where you might not be able to find it anywhere anymore yeah like uh, fucking westworld the most watched fucking premiere in hbo's history up till that point is going to be pulled off of HBO, Matt, which again, like... Not just canceled, but <laughs> completely removed from HBO, so you can't watch it anymore. Right, unless they, you they fucking bought a DVD in 2014 or whatever when it came out. Like, it's just... It's fucking preposterous because, yeah, I mean, this... This is such an unfortunate happening that 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 Warner Bro- that Discovery bought Warner Brothers and bought Time Warner's sort of entertainment wing because they are just this is like the the hyper fucking acceleration of this this capitalist fucking ruination of of entertainment and media that we've seen you know in trickles for the last you know 30 years or whatever since since bill clinton deregulated all the fucking telecoms uh companies but it you know this is just that that in real time where you're seeing a ceo who's coming in and his sole goal is to slash fucking costs as much as possible so they can turn around and flip this fucking company again. They, they're doing zombie fucking house flipper for a company that has the best fucking original entertainment in all of television right now, HBO. Like it's, it's. And there's a lot of people concerned that, you know, with the Marvelization, Disneyfication of, of entertainment, that, you know, that, that not only does that take up more screens at the theater so that you may not get to see an independent film, but you may not be able to ever find it again anywhere. No, things once don't get physical release. There's a great um, there's a great fucking movie that came out in 2020 and it got buried by fucking COVID. It was a really unfortunate uh, release frame. But there's this movie called The Empty Man, and it's an independent horror movie that like had really like uh, I can relate to that title. <laughs> it's great. And it, and it was on HBO Max because uh, I think they bought the streaming rights to it. And it got like a really crazy cult following among sort of like you know, elevated horror fans in, in, in during the, during the pandemic period, like when people were home watching shit like that, cause people were just watching it and it was spreading by word of mouth. And it was such a small company that re- that distributed it, that it didn't get a physical release. 
So HBO Max, I believe, has it's not on there anymore because they, you know, they go through rights cycle. So if you want to watch that movie, you can't fucking watch that movie. Like you literally cannot watch that movie right now because it doesn't exist physically and it doesn't exist digitally. So you need to fucking either have like find a way to download like an illegal copy or like hopefully you saved it on your DVR or something because like, and that's not just that. I mean, you know, like they they. they I don't know the number, but I've heard like some crazy speculation about or a crazy like stat about how like something like 70% of all films pre, you know, 1950 or whatever, are completely lost to time. Like, so like early or like early, early days cinema, like that didn't, you know, have this sort of restoration right. well, and preservation. That's because, the, you know, the, the, the physical prints of the movies were never designed to last for right. a long and time. Nobody did, like, but, but this is almost. The, this is almost worse because it's, there's, right. no, there's no there's excuse. no limit on the storage capacity of a film storage stored digitally, right? It's just that these companies don't want to pay to you know for the rights to host something unless it's going to be the biggest thing ever streamed, or even right. if it was one of the biggest things ever streamed, they're just like, well, we can you know we canceled it and we're, we're going to you know make we, more money off of from selling it to somebody else. Fucking Batgirl, they paid ninety million dollars to make Batgirl. And they fucking just shelved it to never be seen again, despite the fact that they paid $90 million for it. It was the return of Michael Keaton as Batman to the fucking DC, you know, movie universe or whatever. I'm sure it's probably a good movie or maybe it's, you know, mediocre or whatever. But it's just but they made the calculation that, well, we're going to release this direct to streaming. And we think that the money we will save from the tax write-off is greater than the amount of new subscriptions we'll get. So we will shelve this. Like whenever you start making decisions, you know, regarding entertainment or art based on money, then you're, you're completely fucked. Like, you know, there's just nothing good is going to come of that. And this is fucking depressing. And it's very much the, I think the the real apex point of like, are we are we going to fucking? Allow I don't this even to th- I don't even think it's it's the question of making decisions based on money because when you make a film, you have a budget. You always have to think about the money, but it's it's having a long term strategy of only making short sighted decisions. Well, no, a hundred percent. I mean, look at that. Look at where the fucking Netflix is at right now. They're in the fucking toilet because all they've done is funnel money into garbage fucking television shows that they cancel after a season or two. And they cancel the good ones after a season or two, too. Well, that's just their business model. They cancel everything after a season or two, but uh, except for like the real fucking crazy cash cows, like stranger things, but you know, anything that they feel that they can completely fucking Disney and, you know, merchify to the to the max but um but no they they've they could have taken all the money they put into those fucking awful early original series and original movies that nobody fucking likes and the 50 bajillion dollars they gave adam sandler to make a bunch of fucking unwatchable netflix comedies and actually put that money towards like good fucking interesting scripts and been considered like the fucking you know bastion of like you know prestige uh, original content but they just have no interest in, in a long-term strategy and that's why and, and on top of raising their fucking subscription price which is why people are fucking leaving netflix like and it's not it's not a viable long-term strategy but it's perfect for the you know quarter by quarter publicly traded fucking mindset of every ceo of every major company in america like that's why it's just completely incompatible with any sort of entertainment so it's going to be really interesting to see where that 
breaks because you know people making good entertainment at this point are almost doing it at like a as a fucking labor of love at a loss because like you're just not it's just not compatible with the way these studios try to operate anymore no no so i don't know well it andrew uh, was it? it was a uh, anthony mackey was actually talking about like the death of movie stars that you know studios don't even want to invest in their most marketable thing historically <laughs> right it's, it's it's like you know nobody goes to see chris evans they go to see captain america right like the 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 we we've we've completely Which- allowed adult entertainment to be bastardized into children's entertainment right and that's now the most profitable thing so now we just get more and more of it until we get overwhelmed and it becomes diluted and you go from uh something like avengers infinity war to uh any one of she, the she hulk put out attorney year, at right? law <laughs> you know it's yeah. just the quality has gone down and down and down but it's still dominating the market because everyone's just used to like, oh, we're just we're gonna watch the next cartoon for adults, right? Right, right. No, it's ridiculous. But yeah, all right. Well, I think that does it for us this week because I got to run. But um, yeah, I think you know, we uh, we we hit a, a lot of topics today. Um, obviously, like, yeah, it's it's a lot of heavy lifting. The more the more words I have to say, the harder it is. <laughs> Honestly, for me at this at this hour of the night and like after the fucking like the work and shit, I'm just like my brain is fried so it is it, by the end of it i'm a little like uh what yeah. what do i say again what's my name well, what's my twitter l- let me um, uh let me, let me fry your brain with one last thing this was a screenshot of three tweets random woman on the internet says i want a man not a he him <laughs> so, somebody replied he him is a man and the woman replies not if they use pronouns <laughs> They're just beyond parody at this point. I mean, it's fucking not if not if they (laughs) use pronouns. Right. Even if she would have said not if he uses pronouns. (laughs) Right. It would have been hysterical. I I I just have to wonder what do these people think a pronoun is? They don't know. They're literally too stupid to understand because they don't pay. They didn't pay attention in fucking third grade English class. So they, they they have no concept of of language or speech or like the way people you know it's just yeah they're fucking morons they 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 relish in the fact that they're anti-intellectual and bigoted at the same time it's like the fucking you know one more thing and it would be a trifecta for them it's it's just yeah it's preposterous but um yeah i think that for that does it for us for this week but uh yeah like i said we're gonna probably be off the next couple weeks we'll be back at the beginning of the year with new content for you uh everyone you know have a good holiday happy holidays merry christmas all that shit be safe um if you uh want to support the show rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left uh patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left and i'm on twitter at bike slutty merry christmas Comrades. The Christmas trees on fire.